0: what's going on everybody uh, joe here for the Geekiverse. we are talking i don't even know some
1: sort of movie or video game uh, joe joe it's not just any movie it's no video game we're, we're talking star wars today dude come again this the star wars we're show talking- it's a star wars reviewed
0: <laughs> why did you say so i did oh <laughs> huh. that changes everything Oh, what's up everybody, Josiah Leroy hi. here, welcome <laughs> to Star Wars Reviewed, we are talking Star Wars.
1: Bring him in and, a little bit. Uh, there he is, there I can see him. <laughs> all right. Oh, there we go. Me and uh, my friend Yoda. Oh, uh, no, Yoda. Uh, I think that's, that's Grogu, I believe.
0: No, this one. Uh, yeah, that's
1: Grogu, definitely Grogu.
0: I brought the wrong one on again. <laughs> uh, no, this is Yoda, everybody. <laughs> we are talking, man, how do I even frame this one? one of the most well-received movies of all time. Best. Um. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. the title. Yeah. yeah. The title
2: would be important.
0: <laughs> all time. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Second episode here of Star Wars Reviewed. Can't wait to get into the nitty gritty. We already introduced Yoda slash Grogu slash Yoda. I've got not Obi-Wan Kenobi, but John Fick. John, are you ready to talk
1: some Empire Strikes Back? Every time we record a Star Wars related to anything. I'm like, should I put my Jedi robes on? Should I do that? I have like high quality Jedi robes and I can make myself look a little bit like Ewan McGregor. Should I do this? That's nah, too much work. So one of these weeks maybe I'll get you guys uh maybe I guess when it's relevant. When we're talking about Ewan McGregor, maybe maybe we'll uh we'll wait. We'll
2: see. The only the only way it's allowed is if you when we start, you have to have the lights off. Okay. You have to come <laughs> in with the lightsaber on and and the robes and then we you can turn the lights on after. Yeah.
0: All right. So for Revenge of the Sith, when we get to that episode, a few, few weeks away. We do that, and John gets to the mic and says hello there.
1: Yeah. Well, now, now it's all spoiled. I'm going to have to edit this out. Now it's not going to be fun. Just, just, just do Come it for on. episode two edit. It'll be fine. So you're telling me... Tim, yeah, no I, one, I, I, I no need, one will know. I need to buy a General Grievous costume for my wife. That's what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Courtney! You don't already have one?
0: Oh my gosh. Tim Talbot! Right. So... Ready to talk about the best Star Wars
1: movie you right.
2: said. I am. I am. I say just that. I like am. Boilers I for the, the
1: rankings for later. Jesus, man. Try to have a little bit of you know.
2: Yeah, Joe, come on.
1: I'm sorry, I'm just all over the place. Oh, today. Tim said it first. My I, intro there.
2: I did say it. I did say it. Hey, all I right. could be wrong. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm being honest here, it's been a while since I watched any of his movie. And I could watch the most the last movie that came out and just be like, oh, this is the best one. I doubt it, but it's possible.
0: That happens with a lot of people where they're like, hey, this last one came out and it is therefore my favorite. There's a lot of uh, bias there. However, we don't really have to worry about that. This came out in 1980. So we've got some stuff to get to today. Hopefully you checked out last week's episode. We talked about Star Wars, A New Hope. All of our reactions to it, our, our process into how Star Wars framed us into just not even just fans of Star Wars, but sci-fi, of geeky stuff, of pop culture, of video games. It had a place to to play in that role for all of us. So today, as we mentioned, we're talking Empire Strikes Back. If you're watching uh, youtubecom slash Geekiverse, you'll hopefully enjoy this. We've got the VHS here. Oh, we got the the obsession on the stormtrooper. We've got the limited edition DVD. We've got look at all these different covers. Like they change it every time. Yeah. The uh, original uncut DVD. Got a, uh, some good stuff there. We've got the first time it was on Blu-ray. Hang on. Hang on. Almost there. Almost there. We got some Yoda artwork. Ooh. Ooh. Always love that. And then, of course, the the uh, Blu-ray steelbook. Another Stormtrooper. So... Lots of releases over the years. Um, minimal updates. One thing I'll say, we, we've we got a lot of notes to get to. We're going to get to our thoughts on the movie, the box office numbers. We're going to uh, watch what we think is one of the original trailers of The Empire Strikes Back. And uh, we've got some some fun kind of facts and figures to go through throughout the episode. But first things first, let's intro this baby. John, what's your your... You know what? Actually... Tim already said something really groundbreaking about this movie. Tim, hit us with your thoughts on Empire Strikes Back.
2: Um, So I think you guys know how I am. I'm very uh, nostalgia driven with pretty much everything. I play a lot of PlayStation games because I loved them when they came out. And this is one of those movies that I think is one of the most iconic, has a lot of iconic scenes. It's where you first meet Yoda. Um, You have, you know, you finally find out that, I mean, I guess you finally they decided that Luke was Luke's father was going to be Darth Vader in this this uh, episode. So, really big fan. It's just one of those movies that whenever I think of Star Wars, I always think back to this uh, this uh, this movie, and I just kind of love it. I think it's a lot of actions, a lot of character building. You kind of get a, a love triangle kind of going a little bit, which is kind of funny in the next movie. But you know, I, I really enjoy it, and I think you kind of see a lot of character development between. Um, you know Luke and Han in the sense like where their friendships at where at the beginning of the movie you kind of see him kind of reach out on the limb to try to go save Luke when Luke needed help, and that kind of came back when he left to go save them. I mean he failed, but you know i the other piece I like about this movie a lot is it's it's not really like a a happy movie in a sense where it doesn't have like a a happy ending you know it kind of leaves you on a, a cliffhanger in a sense that you know it's that the good guys don't always win and i think that's what i kind of like about it too is there's some realism there where it sets it up for the third movie but it gives you the realization of you know what kind of tasks they're up against with uh what they're the empire so but really loved it big fan so obviously told you that but
1: john hit us with your thoughts I mean so you heard us gush about a new hope and and how that movie holds up so well and how it you know did such, did such a good job setting up what Star Wars is and what could it be and you know where where were these where were these ideas planted and how much did they change this is everything that a new hope was brought to the next level i mean it's it's literally just a jump up in quality and in everything you're looking for it, it is just a noticeable increase in in uh in what i'm looking for i should say um the you're, you're always spending time with those main characters you think about a new hope and there's so much setup that had to be done. You had to spend time with just R- R2 and C-3PO, and it had to, you know, you had to be with Luke, uh, with his aunt and uncle, and stuff like that. There had to be these little, th- these intro pieces, right? All that stuff had to be in place. Not here. There There is not a scene that you're watching that you're not either with the, your main characters, uh, Han and Leia, or with Luke by himself, with all of them together. You're always following your, those main characters, those characters that we grew to love in that first film. Um you learn more about the Force. You learn learn more about the Jedi. You get to see Obi Wan again as a Force Ghost. You get to see Yoda. Uh, what a what a cool mystery throughout this movie, and to kind of see that paid off halfway through and. Get to you know learn what that character is all about and a little bit of history with the Jedi. Um, and Tim's right; it's not a it, it doesn't have a happy ending. I will say, Joe, I know that you're 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 quick to compare uh, Infinity War and and uh, in this film, Empire Strikes Back. Certainly, certainly justified. I can see that in every way. I don't see this movie as dark and as grim and as hopeless as I do. You know, something like Infinity War, or even as maybe even as some people talk about this film in general, they, it is quite common to say, like, man, this is a dark film. Like, this leaves you in a really rough place. And that's true, but there it's still it's still um upbeat enough that you know that this is the bridge to the to the success right like it's set up in such a way it's like okay our heroes are down and out like it's not like the half the universe is gone they're just you know they're 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 down a peg right now han's you know captured and they're they didn't win that last fight but everyone's still alive and luke is as strong as he's ever been and you know he's, he's back with leia and everyone's still there we've got a new ally maybe with with uh with lando so I think that it's not as dark as some people say, but the setup is so good. It's such a good bridge and such a good, uh, you know, um, leapfrogging point to what's going to ultimate be, ultimately be the uh, the finale of this trilogy. Um, so I mean, Empire. What can you say? Just so many iconic moments. The the Battle of Hoth. Like when I think Star Wars, first thing I think of is Hoth. That's like that's just like boom. I go right there. I go to Luke flying around the uh, the ATATs. Like that is such a fun battle scene. I'm not one of those guys that likes like action for action sake i'm not a big like you know um mission impossible jason Bourne, those kind of movies like i'm not like big in on, on action movies and like war movies even but the battle of hoth like i just can't take my eyes off it man like it's just so cool it's like what they did with the those miniatures and the, how cool those ATATs look and the chicken walker is like it's beautiful the movie holds up so well it's a masterpiece, yeah,
2: masterpiece. They use kids kids act, kid actors and and that, that uh, area to make it seem like the place is bigger, which is kind of right. crazy. Super cool.
0: Some of the technical stuff, just brilliant. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back, in terms of my reaction to it, it set the bar for so many things. It set the bar for sci-fi movies after New Hope did that three years prior. It set the bar for sequels. Think about this, sequels in general. Like There were, there were not a lot of movies or franchises that had good, if not great, sequels. We had the original Star Wars, and then the Empire Strikes Back comes along and at least matches that, if not exceeds those expectations, which was not, uh, it was a very lofty thing to, to have to accomplish, to even be in the realm of possibility. Also, it spurred on uh, another nine movies after that, let alone Return of the Jedi, which would happen just three years later. Just a technical marvel. Uh, it, uh, in my opinion, set the bar for movies where our superheroes don't don't really get where they want to go. I know John uh, already you know he knew where I was going with some of the Infinity War stuff here. If you go back and you think prior to Infinity War, I can't think of a movie at least at least personally where I'm like, "Oh man, you know, this like our heroes are in disarray at the end of this movie. Where are they going? How are they going to get from A to B to make this better in just one movie?" And I think about too like it kind of the cliffhanger from the end of Empire Strikes Back going into Return of the Jedi, which came out 3 years later. Like, can you imagine being in theaters and thinking, you got to wait three years for that answer, whatever that looks like? Whereas Infinity War, as horrible as that was to have to wait any amount of time to see what the end game would look like, uh, it was only a year later. So, like, how different times have become when it, it comes to that. Um, and I think about, too, how just dark this one really was and how intense and how well-paced it was and how um, just the, the whole ensemble cast gets better they rise to a new a new level in terms of their acting and their direction and production like it's it's all just even in my opinion better than what we saw in a new hope and kind of last thing i i want to think about here is on the, the infinity war front if if you end we so we end infinity war with Thanos kind of sitting down and, and looking out, right? So really just moments after uh, the snap happens. Just the worst catastrophe that could possibly happen. I think about Empire Strikes Back now and I'm like, what if this movie ended really just moments after Luke found out what happened with Vader and we don't know if Luke was able to meet back up and get picked up on the Falcon and we don't know that his hand was able to be repaired there at the end and he's back with Leia and R2 and, and Lando even. It's, what if they didn't show us that they had a plan? And I think about how how different that would have been, even just as as a fun kind of one eighty. But like it just, I we're going to talk about this movie for a long time here, so buckle up. But John, I know you got some thoughts here.
1: Yeah, to, I mean to that point, that's probably how that movie would end in twenty twenty two, like that. I think back then it was just too drastic. Like you can't things are different now i mean like the the, the expectations are there like people know they're going to get another film and like you said back then a prequel was seen as like oh you're milking this it's not going to be as good as the first one that's that was the re- the reaction to, to sequel movies back then like even throughout the 90s like seeing a, a sequel to a movie was like oh, eye rolling you know um obviously that's changed quite a bit so when you're gonna end that film you're gonna have to somewhat end it on like a, a comfy you know positive note um but you mentioned uh, you know, can you imagine having to wait you know for, for the answers for the ending and stuff like that? Um, so this is a fact that just stuck with me. I don't know uh, Gary Whitta, who is uh, an awesome writer. He was one of the writers on Rogue One, has done tons of Star Wars books and, and his own comic book, stuff like that since then. Um, he randomly hit me with this fact on a podcast he was on, but back then, the novelization of the film came out months before the movie. So, can you imagine that there's like there people who were into Star Wars, love the first one enough to like, oh, I'm gonna pick up the novelization of the of the next one that's coming out. They know that Darth Vader is Luke's father before that anybody in the world does, because like, there's no Twitter. You know, you can't go on Facebook and get spoiled. So, what a what a time to be alive, where like so many people could just know that, and it's still a surprise for everyone else who sees it. The times have changed. That's a
0: great point. Even to the prequel era. So, Force Awakens comes out 2015. I'm. I'm taking two separate points here. Uh, Force Awakens comes out 2015, and that is the first time a Star Wars movie did not have its novelization released first. And it makes sense in this day and age, right? Like, But it wasn't all that long ago that things were different. 2005, that's 10 years prior, is Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I remember being at Borders, if you guys can remember Borders. It was before Barnes & Noble. Uh, they had that book out a solid three, four weeks before the movie came out, and to me, that is so crazy and foreign because, like, it just one person reads, like, a page of it. What was it? Uh, the Last Jedi novelization. Uh, the first page talks about Luke Skywalker's wife. It, it ends up being a flashback, so it doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but everyone's like, oh my gosh, I remember that that leaking, and people, like, losing their minds and being like, oh my gosh, Luke was married. What happened? ray has got to be his daughter. Like the hysteria that happened around that for 24 hours is crazy. So yeah, John, really good point there. Uh, that, that used to be the norm. So in, uh, in thinking about the movie here too, like I can't believe how well balanced it is just from sequence to sequence to, from thread to thread, you've got Luke on his mission to become a Jedi with Yoda. You've got Han and Leia just kind of running all over the place. um, just so many big tentpole moments and beautiful bits of scenery. Whether it's Hoth, it's Cloud City, it's the lightsaber battle that is iconic. It's the first one where we didn't have kind of two old men going at right. it, right? Like it's just it's so good for so many reasons. And watching this movie, even though I've probably seen it a solid fifty times in my life, just from watching it since I was six, it's always like
1: the first time, man. Those poor commanders. <laughs> Dude, that so I I, I talked about this uh, last week on A New Hope uh, the, the the novel um, from a certain point of view. So so far, A New Hope and uh, Empire have those books released. A certain point of view, it's each chapter going through the movies scene by scene from somebody else's point of view. Multiple. Multiple chapters are about those commanders who like are oh, nice. just living their lives, like thinking about like their choices that they made, like reflecting, like oh my wife's back at home and now I'm dealing with all this like that, and then like just to get the the, the life choked <laughs> out of them. It's so good. Again, I can't recommend those those books enough. If you I, like Star Wars, the, from a point, from a certain point of view, so so good.
2: I really, I think I love. That was one of my favorites in the movie. Is just. When when you start to realize like how strong Vader actually is and like how much control he has, where he literally turns on a, a video of his commander and chokes the life out of him while he's talking to the other guy, like it's so badass and it's what? like so just- really choking you out and then I'm like you're going to be the new commander, telling you what to do as the guy next to you is dying. <laughs> That's the one that there so specifically awesome.
1: was a a, a a chapter for. Like he, like all, it was like a very slow oh. realization as to what was happening. And the way they wrote it was like this man next to me is going to take my job, and I hope that, like you know, I hope that he can be stronger and X, Y, and Z. And like it's it's written as if like the the choke is happening slowly, and like his life is flashing before his eyes. Super super crazy. Quick segue. Why? Why was that like FaceTime HD? But the rest of the time they talk to <laughs> each other. Yeah. it's like on these holograms Even within the yeah. same buildings, like they're, they're, there's these holograms. Like you know, you can barely see them But like you know, Vader just pulls these commanders <laughs> up in four K. Like, weird. <laughs> even
0: the original uh, cut of this, until I think 2005, it was not Ian McDermott who played Palpatine. No,
1: it's so creepy as the
0: Emperor it's clive so-and-so i cannot remember this guy's name clive um but
1: no that's not it, that, it's heard, like a cartoon that person's the voice actor i think i'm i'm almost per, uh, positive the the stand-in like physically was a woman oh well, maybe i'm I th- not sure i think i think that's the yeah. case I, I i've heard that in a, a some some podcasts I, I listened to like yeah it was like the actor that was stood in place for palpatine at the time was a woman and it was uh whoever you just named that was their voice
0: but you're right. Uh, it's it's funny that Vader
1: had you know the 4K version of that commander. <laughs> yeah. Widescreen widescreen everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh my god. I mean like Dude, again, I'm, we're talking about movies from 70s oh and 80s. So yeah. There's stuff that's not gonna like like the um the ta- the the scenes like from from afar they look bad. Like the the rest yeah. of it looks so good, man. And it's such a shame because the close ups. Of Luke and Han on the tauntauns where they clearly have like a physical model, at least like a quarter of the way built, so they're in frame. They look so good; like that that set looks awesome with those close ups. Then they just go to this wide shot, and it's clearly like a, a clay miniature like just hopping around. I'm like ah, you know, again, technology. That's what it is. But that's the kind of stuff that kind of stands it. out now.
2: Not even just technology. Like you, like one thing you definitely realize watching is how far acting has come in general. Like the part towards the end where the big Vader fight scene between Vader and Luke. And like he starts throwing all the stuff at Luke with the force, and he's like,
1: like, Ah. "Oh my god,
2: (laughs) it's so bad!" But like it's still so good because I mean I've seen it so many times. I like chuckle at it when I watch it. But I mean Yo. the fact that he's throwing stuff at him with the force while they're lightsaber dueling is awesome. It's just funny how they do it. It's funny. And like, so. man, you you mentioned it's how like,
1: far ah. acting how far acting is from. Yeah. The the biggest thing is like the side characters. The characters that obviously don't have real lines. So we're talking about like yeah. back in the in the late 70s. These are people who probably are working at the grocery store, you know, when they're not when they're not filming side gigs. But like I forget if it was this film or if it was uh if it was a new hope, but there's this character, Leia's proposing the plan, and the guy's like leaning on the wall, he's like one one uh one X wing against a, a star destroyer, and it was just like the worst delivery I've ever seen. About, like, the guy was like looking at the the you know a cue card off screen. It was so weird. Hey, but you got to save your budget somewhere, you know. Uh, again, for she, sure, it's, it's fun to just watch. Did you guys ever see
0: the Family Guy uh, version of this?
1: They did a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. The
0: yes, so they do one for New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. They're extremely well done. Seth MacFarlane, huge, huge Star Wars fan. Uh, pokes fun at it in the best way and all throughout this movie i could not stop hearing uh his voice so um you guys mentioned a few of them like him choking the guy through the screen stewie plays darth vader in in family guy and so he goes didn't know you could i could choke you through the tv did you it's just hysterical (laughs) um stupid stuff like that through throughout all the movie um when dak is is ready to He's, he's uh, with Luke and they're about to take off and he goes. I feel like I could take on the Empire myself. <laughs> and in Family Guy, Luke basically goes, "Oh, really? Because that would be awesome." So Dak just they show him going out to like the armada Ooh, just in him. space.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those and he are goes,
0: good. Get ready to suck some Dak, and then just one little bolt from the Star Destroyer
1: and he's gone. And it was just. I haven't like, seen those in a, a while. Those were really good. We just talk
2: about how annoying CP3O was in this movie. Gee, I said it last week. She, oh she my! God. Silence, I loved man. him in New Hope. It's just like in this one, I was like, "Just, oh, it's just like, and I said it. Last I know Empire is this, worse. This one was worse. Somebody yeah.
1: throw him into a magnet. I don't. The guy's the worst. No, he
2: got he got destroyed. So I was happy. It didn't last. It didn't last. Like, Magnets for would like do twenty permanent seconds. Permanent damage. You know. Yeah. You're almost. Oh there. man.
1: Box office. Let's talk box
0: office numbers here. So. Last week we said seven hundred and seventy-five million dollars for Star Wars: A New Hope. If you include the seventy-seven release and any subsequent release, there have been about five or six uh, limited runs, really, except for that initial one. Empire Strikes
1: Back. Any guesses where this this landed? I think it's less, right? Isn't it less? Like f- five hundred fifty million, maybe. I think I thought I remembered it being less. Damn, five hundred thirty-eight million. Ooh. Look, that's Ooh. Him. Nice job, Tim. i knew still, it was less but i wasn't trying much. a lot of money i think a lot of it is the re-releases for a new hope and like you know you, well i heard
2: i heard part of it too is when it released didn't they couldn't they not release it in all the theaters because like how it was or something there, like
1: that there was a lot of stuff that happened with the the production the money behind this like film. it was like limited release
2: at first or something like that yes because it so wasn't
1: there so yeah. Th- yeah because so uh first of all george lucas financed this movie himself so he 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 took on all of the financial burden. He took out like a personal loan and like he, he financed the entire film himself. Um, but also what what do you say, Joe?
0: From me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, from, yeah, from you. Um, but the other thing was, like, he... So, Joe, that thing you mentioned last time about the credits and not showing the credits before the film, that was, like, not even just taboo. Like, he got backlash for that. The first film, Fox had no... They had no, you know, faith in the film, so they didn't really put too much fight about it. But with the sequel, they were, like, really upset about it. So didn't he, like, leave the Screen Actors Guild because of it? Yeah, I did hear that, too. So I think that probably... Got ephem- fine, like, I
0: so. I, I, I think he got fined,
1: too, didn't he? So, yes, so, so for... Star Wars A New Hope, he did.
0: Like, that was a whole big deal. And he was like, I don't care. This is my vision. I'll pay it. He paid it. Yeah, yes. He,
1: the studio didn't. Yeah. He paid in. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of yeah. weird stuff about like the, the production and like the way this movie rolled out because of the fact that he took on like all of the financial responsibility and wasn't a part of the Screen Actors Guild. I read that like that had a, a huge issue with who he could cast as, you know, certain characters in, in the upcoming films because he didn't have access to people in the guild. So very ballsy. I also heard
2: he tried to make, make, tried to make Yoda. Um, win an M- an Emmy or something? I forget what it was. D- did you hear about that or no? no? I forget what it's. I got nothing on that. Awesome, look it up.
0: I have not, but I I believe it. Um, or at least Frank Oz for puppeteering,
2: right? Like, right. yeah, it was so. something like that. But he like campaigned for him. I don't know, but I guess they didn't. I don't know. I, I read about it a while ago, and I forget exactly me, what it was.
0: I believe it. So this had an original release in 1980. It had a 1982 re-release. So in the lead up to Return of the Jedi. It had a 97 special edition. So that's where I saw it in in theaters. There were... And then there were three other small ones. There was a May the 4th marathon, which I don't recall what year that was. There was 2015 and then 2020. Obviously, 2020 was really nothing. Um, But they're all little bits and pieces here. End of the day, 538 is still a really good haul for a movie. It's not 775. But... I love that we talk about this because I I legitimately like don't re- recollect the first six movies in terms of their box office numbers until I go look them up. Like oh, I yeah. could tell you Force Awakens all the way through Rise of Skywalker just like that because we lived it. But for those, I wasn't interested in box office numbers back then, I, so I don't know.
2: I would be curious what that's worth in today's like if that released today what would that actually be? You know what I mean? Like if
1: I think those numbers adjusted are adjusted for inflation. I think they are.
2: Yeah. Oh they are adjusted oh, okay. Yeah. They they are. Um we I would be we, curious how much it was back then. Like how much did they actually Oh what do they
1: actually pocket? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I and
0: mean, we could find those numbers. I, I went with the inflation ones just to keep it consistent. Not that
1: it really matters. Just, I mean I'd imagine stuff, like
0: yeah.
2: I'd imagine like I guess, 60, my job. I, guess I just think 70, about that
1: sometimes. Seventy dollars. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe thirty <laughs>
2: something
0: um Ballpark. all right someone's getting force choked over change this. Uh, <laughs> tim uh, do you guys remember your first i'm viewing? sorry it's not the best <laughs> uh um, your, your first viewing of this movie yeah
1: uh as i as i mentioned last week mine would have been uh for the first time i actually sat down and watched this film was when after the the disney purchase When I'm like, all right, I'm I'm sitting down and I am like, I'm getting caught up on Star Wars. I've seen these movies on in the background. Like, I I know things that happen, things like that. Um, But I want to like actually invest in Star Wars. And I remember specifically going from A New Hope to to Empire and be like, okay, I I enjoyed my time with A New Hope, but now I get it. Like, we're we're going straight up here. Like, this was, this was, this blew me away when I first saw it. Um, That's all I got. I was going to talk about how many times I've seen it, but it doesn't really matter.
2: Tim, uh, uh same time i saw the last one it was uh my uncle was over and we he brought all three so that's <laughs> what we were watching and like i said at the time i was still a little uh foggy on what was actually going on because i was younger at the time but um i just remember it, him getting his hand cut off and that's like always what kind of stuck with me like the dude lost his hand and it's his dad and i was like oh it's crazy so it a lot so, since then but
3: uh
0: if uh John and, and Tim, if you guys want to queue up the, the trailer in a moment, we're, we're going to watch that. So if you're watching at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, we're going to watch this all together. Uh, if you're listening in podcast services, uh, you just kind of have to listen there, uh, obviously without getting the visual. But in terms of my uh, my first viewing, this would have been summer 1997. Just like uh, A New Hope, these were staggered releases. They brought it back to the, the movie theater for special edition. My dad took me, of course... Unlike the first time, I I knew I was going to see a Star Wars movie when my dad and I went to see Empire Strikes Back. Whenever they did re- release it, I think they were just a few weeks, if not a few months, apart. And what I really appreciate about all of this is that I got to see Star Wars in the release order for the first time. Like I've thought about this for a long time, for years. Like when I would have a child and when they'd be old enough to to watch and really recollect with me. Um, so my daughter, obviously not there yet, she's three and a half. Uh I think about that and I'm like how 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 do I want to do this with her because like I got I had no idea that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's dad like me seeing it in the movie theater is how a lot of people growing up with it in the 80s got to to find out that information hopefully it wasn't spoiled for them I want that to be the same for Daisy I don't there's so much media out there and it's harder to control I don't know if that'll be the case but um for me like I would love to sit with her when she's ready on the couch, watch these movies in order and just see what the reaction looks like and, and see if, you know, there's the shock that I think a lot of us had when we did see it for the first time. Yeah, I wish I had and, that. And kind I, of, didn't,
1: I didn't get that experience. I just, like I said, I watched these movies after the Disney purchase. Again, I'd seen, I'd seen that scene multiple times the stuff that's been around in the house and I'd probably watched the movie, like, you know, fully through when I was a kid, just like sitting around and it being on. Do you, like, I knew for sure that, it, I, I I knew the twist, you know. Did you sure. see the newer ones in theaters, John, or No. No. Oh, the newer ones. Okay, so like, oh, the, like the, the pre- Oh yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I've I, never seen a Star Wars movie in the theater. Oh really? Yeah, I saw. <laughs> that's yeah. a
1: good,
0: good little tidbit here. Yeah, yep. For, um, I saw no. Force Awakens. Like, it's actually five what or six I was gonna
2: times. say. Is on uh, Joe's point. I actually had my my son watched. I watched this earlier today, and I watched it when my son was awake. So he's like watching it, and I didn't tell you guys this, but so my daughter was up, and the part um the battle of hoth where they're fighting and they uh i actually put my daughter inside of a basket and she was the fighter
1: that's so cool
2: so (laughs) she was and she loved it she's i actually put her down and she screamed so um she loved it she's having a blast and my son actually was at first wasn't really interested and then as they kind of got through going through the the movie he started getting more interested and he kept calling uh, Chewbacca a Yeti because he saw the the Yeti at the beginning. He's he like, "Is that the same Yeti? Are they brothers?" I'm like, "No, uh, sir, that's <laughs> they're a, not brothers. It's a Wampa. That's that's yeah, that's a little different." But, um, but he really enjoyed the lightsaber battle, so he thought. He's like, what are they doing? He's like, what's the red one doing? What's the blue one doing? And it was pretty cool. The, so. the disrespect to Chewbacca—that's a sentient being. He's, he's, it is. He's a consciousness. It is. Comparing
1: him to, a Wampa. hey, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna. Sit and I'm like, that's Chewbacca's. You like, know, I, He didn't even say it right. So I was like, oh, perfect. That being said, in <laughs> yeah. in the book that I've referenced a few times, there is a story from the Wampa's perspective about that oh, whole really? cool. There There's a story about two Tauntauns and like their their you know internal dialogue, and there's also a story about the Wampa.
0: It sounds so funny like to hear that. I so I've not read that book yet. I did read A New Hope from a certain point of view. And they just have like the most ridiculous things like the um the monster in the garbage, the trash compactor. Yeah. Like um all these like characters that you're like, "Okay, this is so stupid, but it just it's it's fun and it's a little self-aware, but it really adds, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot to like the Star Wars lore <laughs> because it's like why would I give a shit about this? But like, right. oh wait, no, I actually
1: do. Care it's so cool. This. I mean, it, it's it, it kind of course. doubles down on the fact that like there are so many species out there, and these are all. You know, yeah. I, made the, I made the joke that the Wampa is not a sentient being, but no, it is. Like, it just you know doesn't speak English. I guess Chewie doesn't either. But you know, you get what I'm saying. Fair. Yeah,
0: that's a tangent for a different time. It is. <laughs> all
1: right, all right, boys, we got the trailer ready to go. Yeah, you guys got yep. it up. Pull it up. Oh, and you made the you I'm made the ready. comment that uh, audio listeners would have to listen. This one i got spoiled for the first few seconds is worth listening to and you're about to find out why go ahead and play it
3: luke skywalker and han solo rescued the princess destroyed the death star but their story didn't end there of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh The continuing story of our band of heroes. Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. odyssey against oppression a big new sprawling space adventure in the star wars saga the empire strikes back Coming to your galaxy next summer.
1: So if you're a, a keen-eared listener, you'll you'll recognize that that was narrated by none other than Harrison Ford, Han yep. Solo.
0: Or so if, I, was, I wasn't sure. I was yeah, I like,
1: wasn't yeah, sure at
2: first either. Absolutely. Harrison
1: Ford. It, is, it is Han Solo, or if you happen to be Lando Calrissian or Leia when she's around, around Lando Calrissian, it was narrated by Han Solo. For some weird reason, yeah, um, Han. I noticed that too. It was like, and then even Leia calls him Han when she's near. I'm Lando. like, am I saying it wrong all this no, time? No, no. It was, it was certainly, certainly Lando's problem. He's on record of saying, like, I just read the script. I don't know. Nobody, nobody fact checked me.
0: Three things, real quick. Uh, cringiness with the the Luke and Leia close up. Yeah, um, it's in the movie. I know, but just this, this made it feel worse. I don't know. Why. <laughs> uh, second of all, really, really cool ending. With Vader appearing there.
2: Right. Like the cliche was- explosion and the The explosion was terrible. With Vader yep. showing there, I was like, eh, so <sighs> cool. Like if they had left off
0: the trailer for Red Revenge of the Sith with Vader's mask showing like that, I would have peed my pants. Uh third thing is I don't like that they at the end of the day, it's whatever. I don't like that they showed uh Vader and Han on Cloud City. Like in the same banquet room. Because I feel like that oh, was a yeah. spoiler. It's,
2: it's, yeah, it's a spoiler. Right, for sure.
0: It is what it is, but like, there's a lot of stuff in that trailer. I li- I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's I guess cool. maybe That's back
2: that. then though, you only see it on TV. Maybe you forget it's a spoiler. Like, you can't dissect it like you could with a YouTube video now. Like you see it played in front of you, and then you're kind of. Yeah, what
1: are the chances you're Johnny gonna close again? Yeah, you're gonna you're Record gonna connect. It. Oh, I gotta
2: watch this trailer. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're not gonna connect the fact that like, oh, that was oh, I, you know, they're at that Cloud City. I know that Vader's there. I saw that one scene. Well, you know, I mean, well, certainly there listen, were, there were people that were I out would there. Have- Right. Yeah. Well, nowadays
2: you you have one trailer come out and it's like dissected into like right itty bitty pieces of what's happening.
1: For sure. Um, I, I thought so. it was cool having having Harrison narrate that. Like, it felt like a felt old for sure, but it felt like you would like like an old western, like a week to week old western. Like, oh, coming up next time, and like having the main character right. narrate that. Like, it felt very old timey. It was cool. Um, like popcorn flicky. I don't know. I'm not sure of the right word. I'm like, like pulp adventure, which is what this is, right? Right. You know what? I I'd watch it
0: popcorn right now who couldn't I'm in the mood you know just a big old I'm not a popcorn. big pop oh. big popcorn
1: I'm not a big
2: pop I love popcorn Tim. listen oh, listen no. let me explain your popcorn
1: story I want the story I haven't heard it I love popcorn it's not a story but
2: I am a freak about getting it in between my teeth oh. and I will not get it at the movie theater because I don't have floss if I had floss and I legit could just like in the middle of the movie just whip out the floss start floss and I would totally eat popcorn <laughs> listen I'm okay but i don't because that's I, so weird i, I feel it like, <laughs> and i my weird level is pretty high already i don't want to <laughs> go I to the like next accurate, level man. you know
0: <laughs> okay you know at spider-man i offered him some popcorn but i forgot to give him some floss,
2: I, you you know floss, floss i'd be out. like joe you knew you know me and that <laughs> would have been
1: like i'm gonna start I, I bringing I those knew. little uh those little green <laughs> flosser guys i <laughs> floss. <laughs>
2: I, just, I meant to do that and I forgot. Those are so tough you can't get
1: far enough back. Those, those are tough with the molars. He's right. He's definitely right. It, yeah. is. it is. It is tough so to I, get back there.
2: I, I turned
0: to Tim. we're in our recliners and whatnot, and I you know, so we're basically like this guys.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you got <guys laughs> shot you had it bad. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you had it worse to... by another three feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like I Tim,
0: five yeah. I'd offer you uh, some popcorn, but I don't have any floss. Then that was, that was the exchange, but we giggled a little. And then we what went did we see?
2: Uh, we saw Chang chi when uh, the popcorn's coming down. Oh, yeah. What was it say? Pass this, pass, this pass, pass this to Kevin. Pass this to Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's <laughs> on here. That's the problem when I'm on one end and my dad is on the other.
0: All right? I mean, we got to <laughs> plan that. <better laughs> yeah, than yeah, I was going
1: to say, terrible planning by you guys. <laughs> yeah. Sharing a bucket of popcorn with five people in the middle of you.
0: <laughs> hey, it affected me not at all. That's okay? true. Okay? We, I got my popcorn. I just had to wait a little bit. And I knew Tim wasn't going to have any. So it was fine. No.
2: That's why he did it. He more for himself. That's true. It's
0: yeah. exactly so. What what makes sense product, now? Tim,
1: would, would be good um, for the, you in, in the theater? The
2: floss that you you know you floss with, like the normal,
1: it's regular floss, dental I I dental floss. That'd be waxed. of the white
2: container where you got go like, wax. waxed. Waxed. <laughs> yeah, it's like would it be, would it be minted? minty? Because that would be enough? weird
1: if you go. You know, you have yeah. some popcorn and you have the minty floss, and you go back to the popcorn. I'm I'm thrown off. I'm leaving the movie. I've got a problem.
2: You know what? I don't want you to have to leave because my breath smells bad. That's why I get the minty floss. Oh you know, Oh, God. Thinking about others, unlike Joe here, thinking about himself. Just watch him make the floss. Sorry, I them. forgot the
1: floss. Just watch it on Disney it floss. Up, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> why does Tim Maybe. never go to the movie theaters? Oh, this he doesn't have his floss. <laughs> when
0: eventually Star Wars Episode Ten happens, John and I are going to go, and we're
1: going to be eating our popcorn. You could stay home, Mister. All right.
2: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go, and you guys are like. Here's the thing of floss. Get yourself a well, top.
1: Course. Everybody, thanks for tuning into the Floss cast. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>
0: the Floss <laughs> awakens. Am I right, folks? Yep. All right. Uh where are we? How many times have you seen this movie?
1: <laughs> I couldn't I, tell you.
0: I've at least seen this
2: fifty times again. Just like yeah. I oh, would okay. say probably
1: like twenty, maybe. That's Woo! you guys are you guys are factors higher than me. Um I'm sub ten, probably, around 10 ish something like that, you know. It's crazy to me, John, that you really didn't get into this until disney took over right but i got all into it i'm I'm real into it the prequels i'm For probably sure. low single digits on the prequels yeah. i am i am high triple digits on the, <laughs> on the prequels but
0: john said he could recite the phantom menace i don't know if that was on the show or before the show it was no he said show. he would do
2: it he would do it recorded during there's the phantom menace when we record it
0: we should do the shakespeare version we should all read parts that would be fun did
1: it you know that fun. exists uh, yeah shakespeare I, I do that'd be fun they have those books okay. oh where do where do they have those books oh, um do you have my voice for it
0: i will be boss nass thank you
2: I'll okay that. i will i'll be chewbacca he's not in that movie it was, uh, oh, it, was dude, pul- it was so
1: embarrassing it was pulp 716 where i found those books by the way great that means i don't coffee. have to talk <laughs> coffee and comic shop in buffalo new york
0: <laughs> the yeti all right mm-hmm. how um all right this is this is well, actually, I don't think this is tough. What's your your favorite character performance from *Empire Strikes Back*?
1: Ooh, your favorite character, not named
0: *Empire Strikes
1: Back*. Can I tell you who? Like, no, that's tough. So I'm, I'm gonna take a little bit of a left turn here. What? Who stands out to me the most? And this isn't my favorite character, but like, man, you're really doubling down on the on the trope of this character. And there's some things I just like scratch my head about. Is uh, is Han in this movie? Like, he's like over a overly aggressive what in, the, in that opening scene where luke's lost out there the one guy's just like hey man like you're gonna go out there and you're gonna freeze your tauntaun's gonna die and he's like that i'll see you in hell <laughs> what why are you so That's mean? maybe my favorite line from why, the movie, yeah. <laughs> up there for me too but like, why, why are you being so mean to this guy he's just trying to help you yeah, he's i wouldn't want to be anywhere near han no yeah like, Take your pick, depending on the day, Darth Vader or Han. <laughs> right, like what a what a dick! Like, <laughs> I didn't, so uh, that that's not my answer. True. Not my answer. Um, double back to me. Double back. You guys go. All, All right, did you got
0: one, if not, I
2: do.
1: You go first. You go first this time. All
2: right. this is Darth Vader's movie. Oh, you stole my thunder! This, you should be gone, is Darth Vader. For me, I'm just kidding. It is mine. It is mine. But you can go first.
0: Uh, I Darth Vader is it for me like I, yeah. I could go anywhere come on but like he just he's so synonymous with this movie in particular how legendary is it that we get the the imperial march so Darth Vader's theme in parentheses is what this this musical score is called we get this for the first time and it's just it's maybe one of the most iconic musical tracks ever in any movie that you could possibly think of
2: wait hold on hold on for the for the listeners can you reenact the sound
0: Sorry, Lindy's, like, just tearing up the couch over there. Um, I can, but I won't, because uh, <laughs> I haven't flossed. <laughs> oh, I
2: want that yeah, life. that's true. I don't want to... Uh, I understand that.
0: So, I just... Yeah, Vader, like... He's just... There's so many good moments, and, like... He's got a lot of work to do in this movie. I understand why he's he's choking people left and right. He doesn't have time for that crap. All right. He's gotta keep moving. He's trying to find Luke, he's trying to find Falcon. He is he's more of a boss, really. Just kinda kinda go down that rabbit hole. Uh, he is like (laughs) there's so so much depth to that character as as it evolves past this movie, but like a lot of it comes from here. Like, yeah, we saw a little bit in a new hope, but we didn't really scratch the surface. So for me, this is Darth Vader's movie. That's my guy.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll piggyback on that. That's that's where I was at. It's kind of cliche because that's. I mean, I feel like that's probably very common. A lot of people love Vader in this, but just from start to finish, I think this is just his, just as much his movie as it is the main characters. It's a lot of character development for him. I mean, you just get to see him a lot more and see the struggle he he has to go through to try to find them, and also the internal struggle because you can kind of realize that. He doesn't want to kill Luke. He wants him to, you know, come to the dark side with him. And you kind of see that struggle, like the internal struggle, a lot of even towards the end when they're going to board his plane, like set the guns to stun. Like he doesn't want to kill them. And that I feel like, opposed to him just easily choking out someone through 4K HD FaceTime, is much different <laughs> than telling them how oh, to set them to stun because he doesn't want to kill them. And I think you see a lot of that of how ruthlessly his ruthless he is, but also the contrast of not wanting to hurt his family. And I think they did a very good job with that of the character development and you almost relate, but the reality is he's, you know, he's the bad guy. And, but I, I love, love the whole thing. I just, you know, think it was very well done. And, you know, it's uh definitely a reason why I love the movie so much. So, well-
0: Tim, to piggyback off that a little bit, I mean, we we talked about it as horribly crazy as this sounds on our our show, Marvel, or the the MCU Reviewed. We talked about nothing justifies Thanos, but like you can get behind the thought process. You don't have to agree with it, but you can understand it. And I think they do that.
1: The the best villain... Oh, Joe went robotic. Oh, it must be me. Oh, yeah, movie you had Oh, me. no, it was just yeah. a small blip. We can move on. I think it's just um, him. But the, uh, the the best villain is one that you can sympathize with, right? <laughs> Five years <You> can, gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the, the best villain is one that you can sympathize with, right? Like, you think about you think about Thanos and and, and that uh, and the entire Infinity Saga. You think about, like, uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, something like that. Like, you can sympathize with wh- why they're doing what they're doing. And in, uh, in this movie, Darth Vader, we certainly get that, you know, that, that point of sympathy.
0: Yeah, yeah and I think I too, Tim like to further that point uh with Vader like it's still a terrifying thought that he could capture them like nothing good is happening even if he does not kill them like he doesn't he doesn't know about Leia yet but that that's about to be on earth right and in the next movie right. uh with Luke like he's got this terrible choice to make like i need to figure out where oh, I have a son. I just figured that out, first of all. Second of all, is he going to be receptive to to wanting to team up and do this? And by the way, I have to really hide this from the Emperor who will, you know, lightning my ass and be right. finds out any of that. Like, there's a lot of variables there. So Vader's got a really tough, he's in a tough spot. Um, and then also, uh, I should ask, what is FaceTime?
2: What's FaceTime? Go away. Yeah. Yeah. You, just, you, just, you green kidding, bubble. Just Let's just all like Post in that group chat, and then we'll see how many notifications we yeah what is that? Listen,
0: I'll type it out too it's fine <laughs> I've been known to do that all right john what what character comes to mind or what who's your favorite character uh i
1: I talked about a little earlier how I think that the the main cast gets such a good uh a good spread of screen time like every, i think obviously the, a lot of de- development for luke in this movie but you get a lot with uh with han and leia too so i think that's kind of all pretty even i'm gonna go back to kind of the spirit of what, how we used to do this in the mcu and go with like a, a non-titular character uh for me the introduction of lando is is awesome like that's a mm. that, that, that's like the first side character we've seen kind of come into play outside of the fold of these you know the main group and kind of mesh with that group you know maybe ruin their lives and you know, give away some you know basically give them up to the empire but you gotta sympathize with lando too what was he was supposed to do he's got 100 percent, right for sure so i that oh, character yeah right he's a tough spot to be in and again he tries his best after the fact like he's very clearly like y'all i was, it was either die or do that so like now i'm here to help like, you know like do what i can but lando's cool he's so smooth like i love the the implications of his relationship with han and i'm sorry with han um just yeah, yeah. really really good stuff I he just feel like for it
0: in uh, Return of the Jedi, don't you worry.
2: Right. I just feel like with, with him at first when you first meet him, even when you find out what he did, you know, he he made a good point. Like what else was he supposed to do? They showed up first.
1: Right. Like it was, it was, either they like, got us no down. Choice. Yeah, they got us down on their way. Like he's a leader
2: you. of, you know, what he, he was doing. Like he's out not city. just
1: Yeah.
2: You know? It's it's one of those things where you definitely relate. And I think as he kinda of progresses, he's like the man said of shouldn't have did this in the first place, you know, trying to make it right, which you know. Right. Well, think about it. You like Boba Fett and the Empire show up on your doorstep, basically. What are you at, gonna do
0: at gunpoint and say like you're gonna go along with this? There's nothing you can do. He doesn't have an army, and even if he did, right. he, he's not taking on the Empire. How did um there? There's a lot there.
1: How did Boba know that they were chilling on the underbelly of the Star Destroyer and just like bounced out with the? I don't think trash?
2: he. I I don't think he did. I'll tell you how. I, Somebody, okay, so that's kind of why I That's kind of why I asked. I figured there was an yeah, I have
1: no idea. Well, yeah. That, <laughs> I, I was going to make a guess, but they had to write this in the canon because I knew people would be asking. This is George
0: Sorry. Lucas's thought process, so you take it with a grain
2: of salt. What um, can I guess first before yeah. you? So my guess was that he was just staying behind in case they were hiding and waiting for them to leave, but didn't know for sure, but hmm. so should, It's
0: it's retrospective because this movie was not out then, but in Attack of the Clones this is how Obi-Wan Kenobi hides from Jango Fett in their 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 skirmish in space. So Obi-Wan hides on a huge asteroid and Jango Fett and Boba Fett in their space duel thought that they had obliterated him. So they they went on and they learned that Obi-Wan basically was was hiding out on the that giant asteroid. Whether you think that holds merit or not cuz obviously this movie Empire was written decades before episode 2. Uh that's the now retrospective explanation that George Lucas gives that's is the that new oh, canon.
1: See I think it's uh Boba learned that, I think it's more know? of a metaphor. I think it, I think it's more the fact that they're they're hanging out behind the garbage and Boba Fett's character is garbage in this movie. So he just naturally is Definitely. inclined to be near the garbage. <laughs> so he's just hanging out with, you know, with his peers. So he's in the garbage like his character, garbage. Did you guys ever stop for one second <laughs> to just, think that Boba Fett might be a picker? You know, like he's, yeah, right. he's trying to... He wanted the garbage. He's a bounty hunter. He's but a bounty hunter, but he, a, I'm not above exhausting. selling some trash. I'm not above right. selling some trash. You saw the stuff the Empire was
0: throwing out there. There's he's a, a businessman. Right, yeah. he's not going to just let it go. He's just
1: ridiculous. How, how many man, pucks is he turning yeah. in under under Vader's Empire? Not many, man. It's it's yeah. tough out there for a bounty hunter.
0: Work is hard yeah. to come by. You're Tra- going to have a garage sale. <laughs> one, okay? man, yeah. one man's
1: trash, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> one Empire's trash is a bounty hunter's treasure, and that is the best that I could even possibly think of here. So funny thought there though, John is that I don't think so until Boba Fett showed up in Mandalorian, I always was of the big mindset that Boba Fett was an overrated character.
1: I'm with you. And I I get both sides. I've been, I've been on both sides of the thought process and like, ultimately i agree i'm like what's what's with the love with this dude Like, he's got six minutes of screen time and his voice had to be dubbed to the new actor for to me even care about it but i, I get back then in that thought process like so many times so much time between movies and there's not youtube and you know things to research it's like you see this mysterious character in a helmet and he's got somewhat of a role like he can you know he's the one who captures the you know the protagonist i can see the intrigue and i can see the, the i can see spiraling down to being a Boba Fett fan, but nowadays he really like, doesn't
2: capture the protagonist.
1: Well, he's the one who tips off. Uh, I mean, in a way, yeah. I mean, he he's, yeah, he, he did his job. I mean, he, he
2: a cloud city. He, get, right. he got that
0: tip,
1: right? yeah. Or did Vader
2: tell him to do it?
1: No, no. Oh, so no. Boba Fett, yeah, the saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, the, slave sees, the slave one sees the slave one sees the fella. <laughs> I don't know. They're all yeah. chilling in trash. Well, show
2: all... me the document.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> mean, the script. It's out.
2: I think it's public. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is probably public. Yeah, so just messing well, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, I think uh, I it was a good yeah.
0: little rabbit hole to to go down there. I yeah. like that. Uh, was
1: it a to, rabbit hole or a Sarlacc pit?
0: <laughs> oh, John! <laughs> oh, John, man. John just does the the best dad jokes. <laughs> uh, His... I, let, let's let's jump into some of my notes here because that, that's right in the middle of it here. I wanted to mention one correction from. The notes last week. Not a correction, but a, an addition. So John sent me a video that was how Star Wars was saved in the editing room. Th- that's an amazing, amazing video. 20 minutes long, I believe. Go check it out. Maybe we'll post a link in uh in our description here. But uh it confirmed one thing that I brought up on last episode and I couldn't I couldn't verify. Uh Job of the hut was indeed added to Star Wars A New Hope twice. So in two different ways. So we we had where he wasn't he didn't exist in the movie. And then for the ninety-seven special edition, I just remember talking last week and being like, I don't remember him looking that bad. They added him to like what you would see basically on like Boba Fett, uh the book of Boba Fett. Like he looks okay with, with the huts and all that. But um they did it again for the following re-release, and I feel like it was for the Blu-rays. And I don't know why they they re-edited him, but he looks just awful in that final cut and this movie confirmed that which was a nice little uh or this this youtube video confirmed that so thanks for sending that john so what i mentioned here right after we we get the the opening crawl for empire strikes back i felt like the movie immediately set us up for a little bit of dread i don't know if you guys felt that or if this is hindsight now but the crawl kind of beats up the rebel alliance and says like this is not going to go well and even the music Uh, Right away, kind of implies that. Like maybe, maybe that's a hindsight thing. But go back and watch it if if you have not. The the Wampa scenes were were actually not really there at all in the original cut of this movie. The 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 arm was, but you didn't see the actual Wampa character. Like a suit was not built for them until the 1997 special edition. There. Um, I put on here that one of my favorite lines is, "Then I'll see you in hell." Like, early on in the movie, I just think that that's great, even though Han's being a jerk. Um, stupid little bit of, of personal Josiah history here. I saw Attack of the Clones in IMAX when it came out, and one of the radio stations was having, like, a little trivia contest, so I was, like, 11 years old,
1: and if you got the question right, you got Pogs. Do you guys remember Pogs? Of course I remember Pogs. <laughs> I missed my Pog collection. They were all, star- they were all uh, uh, Power Rangers ones
0: i knew john would have some of some sort okay that's good so i won star wars pogs because i got the question right it said what is the name of the creature excuse me what's the name of the creature luke fights in the cave on uh on hoth and that of course is a wampa
1: yeti that's, that's He's, not the name neither of those are right he has a name wampa is a, his species read the book man well, they, be a be a real fan read the book i'm starting the series soon this uh this week what high republic hmm That's what you
2: got uh, to I got I to listen to my uh, audio. That's cool. Audio list.
0: <clears throat> so first, we get the first Force Ghost here in, in Star Wars. In seeing Obi-Wan there early on in the movie. And I think it's the best looking of all of them by far. And I don't know if it's just because they're on Hoth and the colors vibe, but the Force Ghosts that we saw in Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker look like Dookie compared to this one, which was 40 years ago. What just, about, I feel like that's interesting. Yeah.
1: What about Jedi? You think it's like similar to this one?
0: I think it's similar.
1: Um, yeah, I, I think definitely similar, but I think this one's best. Uh, I, I think this is best because it's less like uh, it feels less like a hologram. Like it, it doesn't have those like b- blue hues like the the newer ones have, or not as much as so. Like it's, it it just it feels a little bit more real. I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. It it's looks like he's good. there, but just
2: like dimmed.
1: Right, for sure. Let I mean, again. Yeah, it looks okay. good.
0: I hate to like rag on them, but it felt like
1: just. The
0: production team behind Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker did not understand what they, they didn't understand the essence of what this was supposed to look like. Right. And it, it's such a simple thing to me. Uh, easy for me to say. I'm just saying, like, if, if you go back in time, like, they did it in 1980. How come they couldn't figure that out for this? But we'll get to that. Um, I love the irony of Han using Luke's lightsaber because it became an obsession point for kylo ren in the the later films that he wanted that lightsaber back and his dad got to use it oh my gosh his dad's right. not even a jedi what a jerk <laughs> um did you guys notice that luke is called rogue leader and not rogue one
1: i did i didn't notice that i didn't notice that
0: the but... reasoning apparently is because the the rebel alliance retired it due to the rogue one sacrifice from the movie Rogue One. Yeah, it was
1: Rogue Leader then Rogue Two. I can confirm via the writer of Rogue One that that was a retro actively written storyline. Gary would have came up with Rogue One because of all of that.
0: Makes sense. Um, Do you guys know who John Ratzenberger is? The voice of Ham in Toy Story, for example. Oh, yeah. A lot of other Pixar movies. Ham was in Toy Story, too? Mm -hmm. He was. It was crazy. and he was also uh, in Cheers for longtime sitcom fans. Anyway, he's one of the uh, the rebel pilots running around in the in the hoth base, which is kind of interesting because he became a, a pretty big name after that. Um, John, I think you'll appreciate this as we're thinking about Luke in the back to tank. There, I love this. This is this really doesn't have to do with the movie, but I'm thinking about the High Republic. In uh, Light of the Jedi, which I finally finished, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I did it. Ooh, couldn't believe it. Book number one finally took me a year, <laughs> but I, I hunkered down and did it. Talk at home. You could get the reading done. Absolutely. Uh, it's great. Uh, so anyway, in that book, Bacta is mentioned. So this is hundreds of years before Phantom Menace, but it's mentioned as like a rare new medical um, treatment, if you will, which I think is funny because it becomes so commonplace. But if you take it back a few hundred years, what a nice little Easter egg that is that's the beauty of Star Wars. You can go back and write things in and just like Lauren, I think put this great. She's man. Obi-Wan referenced something in, in revenge of the Sith to Anakin. And I was like, Hey, there was a, there was a book written about that. And she's like, literally anything in Star Wars, any character, any little quip, any little line, any planet they visit, they write a, a novel about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's the beauty of Star Wars. It's all very enriching. Um, so Mark Hamill famously got in a car accident. If you see he's got a, a scar on his face in this movie, uh, or a motorcycle accident, I think it was. And they didn't really have time to to let that heal or, or to really do much with it cosmetically. So they they kind of wrote it into some of the lore in between these two movies. So if you see Mark Hamill with that, that's what that was from in real life. Um, how good is that Walker battle? Awesome. Like, can we talk about that for a minute, just in general? Like even. Some like the stop motion with um, the sets that they built and how the walkers look. Like some of it can look a little bit halty, but like I think that actually really holds up really
1: well. Like the visuals from most of that battle look pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Oh, for sure. I mean, like the it's one. Of the, I mentioned it last time. It's like there's a fine line between. Uh, doing CGI because you can and having bad CGI because you're before your time and that's the benefit of these movies is that this was practical most of it was practical so they were able to just use miniatures and use like stop motion and again you can tell that's what it is but like that's a physical thing like I know that walker is real I can see the detail like that's not CGI yeah it's a little choppy because it's you know it's stop motion and it's a miniature but it's still cool to like see the material like I know that's a physical thing it makes a difference
2: I definitely prefer that over CGI just because I feel like it doesn't take you out of the realism right because you think about like job of the hut and it just how Uh. easy that is to nitpick that because it was cgi it just doesn't doesn't fit as well as like if it was stop motion and again it just the whole movie's like that so it's not out of place right for sure And and just
1: think about the fact that like that's so much more work and so much more money to do that so that's why you didn't see people mm -hmm. going to these you know going through these efforts to make these cool effects with stop motion and with miniatures because like that's time and that's money so, you know, by the time special effects rolls around now, we could see whatever we want because it looks pretty decent nowadays. Right. But it's cool to appreciate that.
0: Yeah. I'm happy they did that mostly where they could for episode seven, eight, nine, because that will stand the test of time a lot better than, you know, we're going to get into the prequels in a few episodes. We'll see some of that really didn't hold up very well. And we're right. not even that far removed from when those came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is underrated, but I like think about going back and not knowing what Darth Vader's backstory was or not knowing what he looked like or why he needed that suit. but we get to see like the back of his head there as the one Imperial official comes in the one time. like I feel like that's not talked about a lot because we just we know what he looks like now and and why he is the way he is. but can you imagine like seeing this movie and being like, oh, like, we just we just got a glimpse of, of what is going on under there.
1: Right. I thought about that today, too, because, like, before that, we had no reason to believe that it. it wasn't just an outfit, right? Like, you know, you, right. you, you look at, like, an Imperial uh, ship, and people are running around with crazy helmets, and, you know, you got your stormtroopers and stuff like that. So, like, you know, you wouldn't think that this guy's deformed and suffered some kind of traumatic injury under there. So, yeah, it was, I thought about that this yeah. time, too. I'm like, oh, you're, okay, this is, like, the first time we know that Darth Vader is messed up, man. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh I think my favorite maybe Star Wars character ever is this guy right here. That's it's Yoda. Bogu? Uh yes. no. No. Stop it. Shh. So it when he talk me through like the first time we see him there on Dagobah. Like, do you guys can you even remember like the first time you saw Yoda? Because you just saw I think I always associate him as this like Very astute Jedi Master in the prequels, and then a little bit grumpier, obviously, as we see in Empire and Return of the Jedi. But for those few minutes there, where we didn't know that that was Yoda, that's kind of fun.
1: Like, yeah, going uh, back and seeing
0: that crazy character.
1: I'll, I'll be, I'll be the one to disagree. So to me, that that's not Yoda. And again. Uh, I, I'm i the one who is wrong here. The, the, this movie came out first. But lots of people saw this when it first came out. That is obviously the very first introduction of Yoda. But we've gotten so much since then. Uh, so when I think of Yoda, I don't think about this goofy puppet with these weird aspect ratios rummaging through Luke's trash stealing his food like that's not that's not the Yoda I think of I think I think of the Yoda from the prequels and I think of the Yoda that I'm reading about in the High Republic and the comics and stuff like that I think about this prestigious member of the Jedi Council you know training younglings for hundreds of years that that's what I think of so like when I watch this seeing so much other Star Wars content and being so engrossed in the franchise going back and watching this I'm like hmm that was how we got Yoda okay that's not for me it's fun. There's, there's funny parts about it, but like it's not Yoda to me, which again, I get I, is objectively wrong.
2: I remember when I first saw that what, as a kid, like I just thought it was like some creature on the planet. When he Luke goes there, you're like thinking you're going to find some Jedi master on the planet that's going to train him. And when you first meet him, it's like, what's this weird creature doing? Like rummaging through his stuff, like, and then you start to realize what's going on. But at first, it's cool because there's a good like minute or two where you're like, "What, what's going on here?" Like, I don't really get it. You know what I mean? So stealing the stuff, eating Luke's food, like, Mm
0: -hmm. I can appreciate your opinion there, John. I, I think back to like going into seeing this for the first time, and I do remember seeing him on the poster, like the iconic. Just it was like this side profile of Yoda, and me being confused in the movie and being like, "This is, this is one of the main characters. Like, what is going on here?" Um. But I, I appreciate Yoda having a good time there because he just doesn't give any Fs right now. He's like, I'm old. If this guy's the guy, great. If not, whatever. And a little bit ironic that the thing that he wants to keep is the flashlight, I think only because it reminds him of a lightsaber, which he hasn't had in like 20 years uh, since he lost to uh, Palpatine. Speaking of Palpatine, I think the reshoot there when we're talking about Vader kind of in the middle of the Star Destroyer talking to him... I, that is the best revision George Lucas did anywhere. Like that is like a lot of this, the stuff was needless. It was done just for the sake of doing this one was really important. We got Ian McDermott, who's great as Palpatine throughout the, the most of the six movies and later on. And I think it's just,
1: it's really good. Agreed. It works yeah. really well. It makes a lot more sense.
0: It does. And it's also the first time uh they mention the name Anakin, which was obviously not there originally uh when, when Empire came out. So we hear the word Anakin on screen. Uh let's see here. Thoughts thoughts on the Dagobah cave sequence? I like there's so many mixed reactions to that. When so when Luke kinda goes underground there and, and faces Vader, like that was probably a really confusing Sequence at least the first time everyone saw it. Like Tim, what did what did you think about that?
2: What what scene? Oh, I'm I'm having a blank here. Go to John first because I'm literally yeah. It's
1: all good. I can I, I can, he's I can yeah, When he's on Dagobah and he goes into the cave and he has to kind of like the uh, the vision about meeting uh, Vader. um Oh, I see what you said. I was like confused for a second. I was no like, thinking I, I can gotcha. see why that's confusing because he goes in there and like oh no Vader's here, but like I don't know. I thought it was. uh I thought it was choreographed and projected enough that you knew that this was like Yoda has a line before that uh, that that kind of sets up the fact that what he's going to see in there is like a, a you know is the future or is or is like a yeah is, is a memory or something like that. So I just you know watching it now at least I don't think I, I don't see it to be a weird scene. It makes sense, like it's you know it's a, yeah it's a, it's a force vision.
2: I, I liked it in the sense that it kind of gives you a a sense of what the future could be. I mean I think that's kind of. Showing him like, hey, if I go this route and I choose, because I think right before that, he he kind of is questioning, you know, why can't I use this for power and like to attack when he says, oh, you know, it's for defense and he kind of like questions it. And I think that's kind of shortly after that. It kind of shows him, hey, if I go down the route of power because I want power and I want to cut the corners like Darth Vader did is what they say in this this movie kind of shows him like, hey, I'm killing Vader, but I'm also becoming him. So I think that's kind of, you know, a good kind of lead into what kind of goes on during the rest of the movie. So
0: I I agree with that. I also can't wait to talk about the correlating scene in The Last Jedi where we, we get Ray's Rey, cave sequence. There's some interesting mm. parallels and differences there. Um, Yoda says, my own counsel will I keep on who is to be trained? He says something similar in the prequels when he's talking about Anakin Skywalker to Qui-Gon Jinn. And John, I don't know if you remember this, but in Light of the Jedi, um, they mentioned Yoda not being able to be at uh, an event, which I don't want to spoil if you haven't read the book. And they they kind of said Yoda keeps his own counsel. And I thought that that was just a nice little callback to the movies. Um, So Mm. even all these years later, they're still writing it into the the new era of Star Wars. Um, I love this line because now it finally makes sense all these years later. But when uh, Darth Vader to Boba Fett says no disintegrations. We're like, What does that mean? We, no idea. No disintegrations. You're going to disintegrate people. Well, in the Mandalorian uh, in the second episode th- he's got that that rifle that disintegrates the Jawas. That's exactly uh, what Darth Vader is talking about here and I, I think that's interesting that they wrote that into the Mandalorian. Um... I love Yoda's luminous beings are we speech on the force and his insight there. I think it's all just so beautiful. We get a a nice sequence on in the last Jedi about the force from Luke's perspective, Uh, cloud city. That is one of my favorite, uh, star Wars locales in general. Like it is beautiful.
2: You just say the name and you know, it's
1: awesome. Right. So. I, I, you can't you can't say enough about the set pieces in general in this this film i mean like you're talking about cloud city you're talking about dagobah and hoth i thought it just everything felt so real i think all three of those are just so so iconic but yeah cloud city is so much fun
0: yeah absolutely stunning one of the, one of the standouts for sure uh lando says he he or han says that he lost the the fa- he won the falcon Fair and square, but we know as of the movie solo that that was not true, even though Lando was no clean player himself. Uh, the one droid says to three PO, "Itchuta," which is basically F off, and they they brought that back in uh, the book of Boba Fett episode two when the, the one assassin says it to Boba Fett. Man, this lore just keeps on going, man. Yep. Uh, Yoda says, no, there is another, which is the first tease of Leia's potential and that's interesting right because at this point lucas didn't necessarily have everything figured out we'll say uh i know he had some some idea of where return of the jedi was going but um seeing that luke and leia kissed early on in the movie the the puzzle pieces were not where they needed to be yeah Yeah.
1: i'm curious i'm curious to see or to know if that was thought out because like he could have thought both yeah. things could be true. That kiss could be there to be, you know. like They didn't know. They didn't know. So did Lucas really know that in the next film he was going to? Which is know, fair, right? For sure. Still, you know, weird. why
2: spoil it? Right. Still so weird,
1: but um, but like that that line there. But no, there's another. That's that's the one that always made me think. like, Okay, maybe he did have a plan because how much of a how much of a a, tr- a trek would it be to introduce a whole new character that's also like a young Jedi? Like you know, that's that'd be tough. So you'd have to. Assume
2: I feel like even if you knew, you'd still have to lead in with that because in A New Hope, they definitely indicated that there was love interest between Luke and Leia. And I feel like even if you you wanted to not be weird because they're brother and sister, you would still have to be weird because, like, you can't just cut off the love interest all of a sudden, I don't think. And I think it builds more development between um, Han and Leia because he's... I think the reason he acts the way he does in a lot of this movie is because he's trying to like win her over, and he knows that she likes that he's a badass kind of thing. So,
0: so there there was a a definite intrigue to which one's like going to choose, like this right. love triangle here. That was a thing going into Return of the Jedi. I my opinion is Lucas was going to bring out another character uh, to to be no, there is another, but just it was too convenient. Uh, with the revisionist, <laughs> a little bit mixed right. in there, to to make Leia that one. Like she she also could have been that one, and they didn't have to be siblings. But at the end of the day, you know the the focus on family and the, the thematic elements there, it just made too much sense.
2: Why not make so, it weird, you know?
0: You know, just make, it weird, make it weird, baby.
2: Make it weird. Get some floss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, floss I'm never man. talking about popcorn again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I think Job brought it up actually, and I was just yeah. like, yeah, it sounds good. Um, I put out here, I, it was a legit surprise to me the first time I watched this, that, that Darth Vader shows up in the banquet hall in Cloud City. Like, that's why I'm, I'm disappointed that that trailer showed that Darth Vader was there and Han Solo was shooting at him. What a villain. What a villain. This guy's all... And's only. Vader's all over the place. And he's just... he's. I, I talked about him having these kind of like sassy lines just to to be like arrogant. And that's one of them. Like, we would be honored if you would join us. Like, oh, get out of here. Yeah. I love Darth Vader
1: It's good. Really. I that, feel like. The, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Tim. No, you go
2: ahead. I was just going to say that I feel like that's kind of how you get the vibe the entire movie. Like, the fact that he walks everywhere, like, just has this air about him that so he's menacing. just like. Yes. And then I feel like even the fact that he shoots a couple bullets, he just stops it. He says that line and like, everyone knows like, we don't stand a chance like we'll just sit down right like don't even try to run away because they know that they can't for sure so
1: the, how weird was it to, to just have boba fett's like scuttle out of the corner after that yeah like, <laughs> so like you you get you see vader there you ask the question oh how do they know he's here and then boba Fett just go. it was me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well he wanted to make sure vader was going to stop the the gunfire first
1: right Oh, well, it was it was it was well after that <laughs> <laughs> the, the danger was done when Boba Fett just scurries <laughs> out of there like
0: hello that's what I'm saying he was like no Darth you do that oh uh, I understand, one, I understand. it's safe then I'll come out you and make my entrance some, you know I mean how is Darth Vader gonna eat there it's pretty funny yep uh Word also must have gotten around the galaxy quickly that carbon freezing was an acceptable way to transport bounties, because Mandalorian only happens five years later, and we see him just up and down the ship with all these carbon freeze guys. It's got this stacks is like the first them. time they're, they're testing right. this technology.
2: Yeah, on Han Solo. Let's make sure it works. Yeah, let's make sure it works. Yeah, I heard. Um, I had read somewhere that supposedly the reason they chose to carbon freeze han is because he wasn't sure if he's coming back for the third movie so that was like his way of like hey maybe i'll be here maybe i won't but just give me an out kind of thing and that was their way of saying like hey we'll we'll write you in this way that way if you want to come back good are freeze you if you don't you're dead
0: i think harrison ford has like he like accidentally I, i'm just making this up like he accidentally got into acting and was good at it and yeah he just couldn't get out yeah. Um, like, yeah I'm he's about him you know, out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's infamous for like not wanting to be in every subsequent Star Wars movie. And they always just get him, you know, one more time. So I think in Force Awakens he was like, "Please, make sure I'm dead for good." Uh but yeah, kind of funny. Uh speaking of which, uh Harrison Ford in the moment before he gets frozen ad-libs that line, "I know," when Princess Leia says, "I love you." He was supposed to say, "I love you too." That wouldn't which have been is... the character,
1: you know? Yeah. Just yeah.
0: good, good understanding there, here, yeah, especially part. the chemistry. It's so in this it's movie. so
1: on par, yeah. It is, yeah. What they built in this movie was very, very Han. I'm sorry. I also heard
2: on. that. I also heard that when they get off the ship and they first meet Lando, that they're uh, Leia and Han are drunk. Do you hear that? I wouldn't Did be surprised. D- look into it. Yeah, they they were. I guess they were partying the night before and they yeah. were still drunk. That's why they're like so happy. <laughs> if you rewatch it, you could tell. But I had read that somewhere and I noticed that today when I watched it. I'm sure so you're was- saying.
0: That-
1: the actors right you're not yeah sort of like kind of like, okay yeah right
2: the actors were were drawn i'm sure there was a also, lot
1: of uh influence going on in this. because that's like in, the in only,
2: only scene where they're like happy and like because the movie is so dark they get off the plane and like they're just a little more upbeat than the I usual mean, line, if, But you, if you if can you definitely
1: were, tell carrie fisher straight up had a coke nail in the, in the first yeah line. it was very visible She's,
0: she doesn't remember parts of right filming a lot of these movies which is sad but it yeah. is for sure yeah, yeah. Tim, I can't get over the fact that you said Londo. Londo. Looks like, well, like Lando, a, I said
2: that. Hot and Lando. yeah, I got to keep it keep it going.
0: Londo <laughs> Calrissian. Um, Boba Fett's name is never said in this movie. Is that a weird thing?
1: I, I never noticed notice that. that. Until the last I didn't time. even notice that either. Makes sense. The last
0: time I, I watched this, I was like, every time they refer to him, he's Bounty Hunter. Mm-hmm. Vader calls him Bounty Hunter or Calrissian, Calrissian says, The Bounty Hunter. They never say Boba Fett. They say it once in Return of the Jedi, and that's it. Okay, that makes sense. How about it. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I,
1: that is interesting. I could be making this up. And you was it was know, was it know. one of those things where like they didn't say it, but the toys, you know, like he still was Boba Fett because there was toys that came out in the movie and stuff like that. And maybe the novelization. I wonder if that's the case.
0: Probably. I bet, like you, this, I bet you. I bet
1: you. I bet you, you could yeah. buy a Boba Fett toy, and like people knew it was Boba Fett because of that kind of stuff.
0: And Boba Fett was in the holiday special, which came out before this.
1: Got so it. there you go.
2: I don't know. I've never seen it. Maybe they call him Boba Fett there. I'm just waiting till the end of like this uh, reviewed series, and uh, just like yeah, half the stuff I said are all made up. Like none of that really exists. <laughs> you guys
0: would never even know.
2: Another, another He doesn't actually watch. have a list. It's just him coming up the top of that like random facts that he's thinking. I'm
0: just up. BSing here. That's what <laughs> I do. Um, they never say the word Sith in the original trilogy either. Mm-hmm. We just we just know Darth Vader is a bad guy, but in books they say Sith.
1: Interesting. So, Interesting.
0: That makes sense. It does. Um, all right. So <laughs> I'm surprised. Really, we haven't really, really talked about it. But like the the big twist here, obviously, uh, like kind of crazy. That I mean, yes, twists happen in in literature and in different forms of pop culture. But like this is the one to end all twists, right? Like this is a big deal. This introduced the. Like I can't believe that that just happened in front of me. It introduced the the family dynamic happening in so many of these pop culture and sci fi movies that would follow. But um, what is also great about it is that only three people knew uh, that this was happening on the set, and it was David Prowse who plays Darth Vader, doesn't voice him, but plays. He's the stand-in. Mark Hamill and then George Lucas.
1: That's it. That's not true. Like the director knew as well. George Lucas didn't direct this film. Irvin Kershner? Yes. Yeah. So four. All right. I didn't know that. Yes. Kershner knew
2: for sure. See, I that, knew your nose were made up.
0: It's Fire. all BS. I just told you guys. You weren't even listening. See? <laughs> uh, it's crazy to me that like that happened, though. And I love that that was part of the reveal because like, they, they knew it would be that big of a deal.
2: Yep. We just talk about Get like the, the common misconception of everyone thinking it's Luke, oh, yeah. I am I I your, your, father. Father. No. I'm your father, and
1: they actually know I am your father just so weird how that just takes off especially in, a, in an age yeah. before social media like where you know you, you see a retweet and you think that must be the way it is and you just retweet it And everyone's stuff like, that.
2: like Luke like that was always the thing right. that people did and like, it was yeah. never actually
1: yeah. right you can still hear that in your head like the Luke yeah yeah, you know, it doesn't exist not real never happened yep. don't you love that the entire movie
0: by the way they're trying to uh, figure out what's wrong with the Millennium Falcon and R2 just fixes the problem in like five yeah seconds. with yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> As you have CP3 CP3 on the background, stop it! Don't mess with worst. it. You're not going to be able to fix it. It's like, no. oh, I knew you could do it. And I'm like, oh my god,
1: just That's stop, stupid hunk and chunk.
0: Uh, Admiral Piet is the first one that Vader doesn't can for something going wrong at the end of the movie. Oh I, yeah, you know I find this funny when the Falcon gets away because r two fixes the hyperdrive. Um, Piet looks like he's he's gonna lose it, right? Yeah, you would too. Uh, but I just imagine Vader just being like you know, I'm tired.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't do want to kill again. another. I'm running I, out of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm run out of commanders. Like, I don't know who to trust anymore. Yeah.
0: Just imagine him going,
3: <sighs>
0: not again. Uh, Lando and Han's clothing. Like What's going on there? Lando at the end of the movie before they take off on the Falcon is wearing Han Solo's clothing. What? I, that's kind of been a joke forever. Don't know the meaning behind that. Why that happened. Never noticed that. Never noticed yeah. that.
1: I didn't notice it either. You
0: will never unsee it now. You're welcome. What well, we <laughs> do, Star Wars re reviewed. Maybe that's re-reviewed. not
1: Han Solo's outfit. Maybe that's the outfit of the pilot of the Falcon.
0: I'm sure that's the justification. But
2: yeah. 20 years from now, it's going to be our, our kids on here. Star Wars re reviewed.
0: Oh, no. Um... My dad
2: said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Any anything that you guys wanted to add uh that I'm missing?
2: No. I think we one got we it. man. Talk about.
0: What if if we're not talking about
2: uh
0: the the big reveal, what is that moment of the movie? Is there any one moment, any one scene, any one quote, anything yeah, I'm, I'm, like
1: that? I'm, I'm taking Hoth. We typically Sorry, guys. I'm going first. <laughs> Take I'm taking the battle of Hoth. It's uh that that's I, I said it earlier top of the show like that is uh I hear st- I, you you say Star Wars I think about Hoth I think about the the ATATs and the chicken walkers and and, and all of that so Battle of Hoth is so cool I thought it was uh a, just such a well done it's a it's a war scene like it really is like a, a a combat like us against them you know everyone's going at it there there's there's strategy involved and then to see Luke come up with that idea and to see how you know how cool the the effects were when it works it's just It's awesome. Battle of Hoth is the best. Good pick, good pick.
2: Mine is uh, the arc with Yoda where he starts to learn how to use the Force and become a Jedi because I'm a sucker for character development and uh, character power-up. I feel like that's always been one of my favorites no matter if it's anime, anime. (laughs) books, everything. It's like where the character's like, hey, I'm weak, but I'm getting stronger. And I feel like that was the point where he's like, putting it together. I mean he doesn't completely become a Jedi obviously, but you know, kind of gets on that path of understanding everything. And just the introduction of Yoda, I mean, I you can't go wrong and I just think it's a great a great lead into a lot of the other
1: stories, so. Man, if 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 these movies came out now, would people nitpick Luke's progression and say, "How could he go toe to toe with Darth Vader? He only trained for 14 minutes on Dagobah?" I mean that's that's what they, they do. Talk about the fact that he he <laughs> jetted know.
2: out of the the cryo chamber in like a millisecond. No, no, nobody True. has that. Complaint with like Luke. they only have that complaint like, with
1: with Ray. <laughs> like nobody would ever right. apply that to Luke. He literally like I do see that with Luke, which is funny that you say that. I never see it. I, I only see it with Ray. Like it was quick. It was
2: a quick, but you don't get like I think the issue is it's just not like he doesn't seem like he spends a lot of time there because everything else is going on quickly and he doesn't seem like he's there for long. I feel like that'd be my only complaint about that part, is that it feels like it's rushed, but I feel like if if they would have had some type of longer duration of him being there, right? it's just when you compare the duration he was there, you can look at it and feel like it's long, but then you look at the rest of the story, what's going on, it seems like it's taking place within like it, a six-hour time frame. It's
1: just another one of those things where it's like, it, it's tough to take the original trilogy and then take all of the content we've gotten after that and, you know, it being fleshed out and, and knowing how powerful the Jedi were and knowing how powerful and competent Anakin Skywalker is with the force. And we're supposed to believe right. that now with Darth Vader, he's even stronger, right? To to think, you know, to reapply that logic to to Luke, who's, you know, found a lightsaber a month and a half ago for the first time. Like, that, that's right. where you can start to get crazy about it. But, um, you know,
2: it's all fine. Hey, the force is strong with him. That's why he, they want him, right? It, he does get his ass handed to him on
1: Cloud City. We'll just yeah. say that. He, he holds his own enough, well, though. It's just you he he could he, use he, a hand. He, oh Ugh. no! Uh, a hand? Damn. A hand or a hand? Hand? A han? Alando. It's just like it, it, the man can't see these slowly moving pillars coming at him about a mile and a half per yeah. hour. <laughs> ah!
0: I love oh, oh, that, oh. Whole, that whole fight uh because I think Vader's just like toyed Toying him with the him. Whole yeah, time. for sure. Like mm-hmm. in the first, that's my moment for me. So when they're they're meeting up for the first time in the uh, carbon freezing chamber. And Vader is really in a lot of it fighting with one hand and he's just seeing where Luke can go. And and Luke kind of surprises him in a a few ways. And Vader's like, Oh, I got to take this a little bit seriously. And then progressively like Vader gets more pissed. He's like, all right, this is, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. You know, Luke is talented and we see at the end where he's had enough, you know, Luke grazes his shoulder and then he really loses it. And then he, he Yeah. yeah, like, don't get in his way, man. Vader, just, yeah. it's, it's just tough. The when hat.
1: The other Vader I know from new, newer mediums is like bringing down starships with his hand and like collapsing buildings. Well, with, think about know, um tough to think about the video game. That's that's where I'm going with that. The
2: Fallen Order, yeah. 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 It's just like he's walking through everything's like crushed. Were, it's like there's no escape, and right, like this one, he's like Rogue One Vader, I, Vader, right? In that yeah.
1: in that video game.
0: Did he force choke like five other people? He's had a long day. By the time he got through, <laughs> yeah, through Facetime, on,
1: that's true. through Facetime, to be honest. Yeah, four yeah. K Facetime—that's a lot of bandwidth. Four K, you can't—you yep. can't just do things. that's a long distance. It is. It's not. Like he's you know force choking through seven twenty p. Four K is a lot of pixels. A lot, a lot of yep. you know.
0: I can imagine. Like my goodness, gracious! He needs some of those Google Wi-Fi points, and then he'd be <laughs> way better off.
2: Yeah, uh, gotta get that. Mesh those setup. work so well for the stream. Gotta get the mesh in the galaxy. Hey.
0: <laughs> they were, we had all, like a million things going on. Uh, all right. Let's 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 do this. So if you're new to this show or new to uh, the MCU Reviewed, it's a little anticlimactic. It'll get better as we've got more to rank, but we're going to rank the Star Wars movies. And this is the definitive ranking. I'm sorry. There's no arguing it. This is what it is. So, John, I'm going to pass it off to, to you in a second here, but I just want to <laughs> uh, tell people that uh, there's there's a few things going on here, and in one of the aspects of it, I uh, you know I John and I had a conversation. That I came up with the name for, and it it's it's stuck. I'm really happy it's stuck, guys. It's just I name I name a lot of things. Like back in in 1980, before this movie came out, you know I, I'm sitting there with George Lucas, and he he wants to name the movie Vader Slaps, and I go Georgie, you can't name the movie Vader Slaps. That's ridiculous. You got to call it The Empire Strikes Back. And so like thank goodness I named things, you know?
2: He's like, I'm doing a podcast in forty two years. Yeah. I'm not gonna say Vader slaps on it. So you have I'm to not change it. Say it. Yeah. I won't do it. If this movie goes well, it's not gonna be because of the name.
0: So there no we go. No podcast.
2: Done. It's that simple and he did it <laughs> right then. <laughs>
0: First and last. (laughs) 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 Sorry, it was in my frame. I I realized. Yeah. What?
2: I tell you, serious. (laughs) Like, holy. No, I, I thought I was going to be bad. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> we're just listening to numbers off here. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I'm very exactly. curious to see where people land with Return of the Jedi because that has been a very divisive one personally for me. Just going to throw that out there. You know, I, I I enjoy every Star Wars to some degree. Like even what most people would consider the worst movies, like and everyone's got their list, but I I I love them all. And this one uh I think su- will surprise a few people for for where I will vote it in the long haul. So we got was- some weeks
2: I was saying I really don't remember a lot about the movie. I just it's it's probably one of my least watched Star Wars movies. Um, so I'm I'm excited to rewatch it. I'm excited to rewatch the prequels. And, you know, and then like I said, right in my head, I have this movie as near the top, if not the top. But that being said, I haven't <laughs> watched a, a lot of the prequels a lot. And I haven't like it's going to be nice to rewatch those after watching these because I might change my mind.
1: Who knows? Maybe one of these fine gentlemen will change my mind so, for me. I'm not going to get silly about it, but I think at the very least, I, think, I, I hope you can have a greater appreciation for, this, for the prequels. That's all I'll say. Yes,
2: and, and like I said, I think, I think when they came out, I just was so into the these three movies that it was more of like, uh, hey, I wasn't sitting down to watch them. It was more of like I was watching them because they were on, not right. like taking time out of my day to watch them. So,
0: and based on our pre-show conversation, I hope Tim also has a better appreciation for some of
1: the sequels. Just saying. Right? Just yeah. saying, Mr. Tim. That's going to be fun. This whole thing's going to be fun. This is I'm Star excited. Wars.
2: I'm excited for Rogue One, honestly. That's that's one that I'm really looking forward to rewatching. You got some weeks ahead. I know. A
1: couple, we got, couple we of them. We got
0: some
2: time. <laughs> Watching uh, New Hope really made me think about that movie, so.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. As it should.
2: And this one too, even with like the the Battle of Hoth at the beginning, I I think of Rogue One, just with you know Scarif, kind of with mine. Yep, Scarif,
0: gotta love it. All right, wrapping up this episode of Star Wars reviewed. Whether you listen in podcast form or watch the episode at YouTube.com slash the Geekiverse, we want you to get in the conversation. Start ranking these movies in the comments. Rank them with us. Go, you know, which one, A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back? Probably Empire Strikes Back, but if not, tell us why A New Hope. We'd love to hear that from you. Maybe we'll talk about it on a future episode. Man, Return of the Jedi. I think I'm gonna go watch that tonight. I feel like I have ooh, to now. Just ooh. I'm just it's so I'm so in the Star Wars mood after we talk about Star Wars on air like this. Like, how could you not be? Tim, where can people find you on social media and uh, any any preview for for next week that we haven't covered for Return of the Jedi?
2: Tim tells on everything. Pretty pretty basic, but uh, no, I'm uh, I'm really excited to rewatch it. Like I said, this is one that I've been meaning to rewatch after watching the first two, and I'm. I'm just very excited I'm rewatching all the movies right now because, you know, I've been semi- on my list for a long time and, you know, I'm getting the Marvel and Star Wars kick out of me and it's been fun. It's been a fun ride, so said it.
0: excited. Well, you are in the right place, my friend. Mr. Disruptoid. Coincidentally.
2: You called it yeah. <laughs> Disruptoid.
0: social media. Yeah. Also, if people were into, I don't know, something like a video game, something I thought we were talking about at the, the beginning of this show. What what
1: show could they watch to get their video game fix? I have no clue. There's so much, there's a lot of different video game shows out there. It's gotta be a oh, show. Oh, ours, ours, ours. Okay, yeah, we do one too. It's called, uh, it's called Busy Sticks. It's a lot of fun. We just recorded one. That's gonna go up uh, right when this goes up. So if you're seeing this when it goes up the brand new episode, Basic six went up too. Um, so that's where we're shooting for weekly on that. We're having a lot of fun talking about our, our, favorite games, doing some show and tell favorite gaming accessories and fun stuff to, to share. So that, that's been a treat. Um, but next week, man, uh, I'm with Tim. I, I don't think I've rewatched, uh, um, Jedi. You know what? It's probably pretty close to, to empire for me. When I rewatch like star Wars, I usually go like, especially if I want to watch the old stuff, I usually go f- towards a new hope because it's the most nostalgic. So like, I'm interested to see where I fall, and I honestly don't have. It, it could it could go anywhere at this point for me. So I'm I'm pumped to rewatch that one.
0: I think as I've mentioned, watching other movies or newer iterations, whether that's a sequel or a prequel, sometimes they change my perspective on said older movies. So now that we've got really the complete Skywalker saga, um, that'll be the first time I go back and watch Return of the Jedi, and I'm interested to see some of the parallels from that to Rise of Skywalker. I won't spoil it for Tim, who is yeah not I haven't seen watched like it yet. Uh, but can't wait for that day. So uh, for John, for Tim, I'm Josiah. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Star Wars Reviewed. We'll catch you next week for Return of the Jedi. May the Force be with you. Or may the Floss be with you.